welcome to track number nine of Cryptos Man. Hallelujah. All right. Before salvation, the Cryptos Man is in harmony with the flesh and the mind. Now, we all know that the flesh and the mind are sinful. Is that not so? The flesh and the mind are full of evil. Before salvation, you will find out that what your flesh wants to do, your heart wants to do. Harmony. Harmony means they are working together. So before salvation, your spirit is bad, your soul is bad, your body is bad, everything is bad. And all you want to do is bad. But so before salvation, the cryptos man or the hidden man is in harmony. Works in concert with the flesh. But after salvation, the part of you that is born again or that is new is now the hidden man. And now he does not agree with the flesh anymore in this life. And does not like what the flesh likes anymore. The next point. The voice of the cryptos man is a quiet, private, hidden, secret voice which we call the conscience. Quiet, private, hidden, secret voice which we commonly call the conscience when you say my conscience was pricking me you know that's the voice of the cryptos man excuse me my outward man is not happy with what i'm doing <laughs> amen are you there now are you have you got it no the voice the voice you see when your natural man speaks how does it sound speak with your natural man let's hear hallelujah hallelujah amen 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 glory to god <laughs> now let's hear the voice of the hidden man we can't hear we can't hear but we know the voice of the natural man. But the voice of the hidden man, the spirit's voice, your spirit has a voice. And that voice, you will hear it in heaven and in hell very clearly. Remember the rich man died, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy. His voice is there, but you can't hear it because he can't make contact with physical things. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. I am tormented in this flame. I pray thee. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. That's what the voice is there, only that we can't hear. God is there, only that we can't break through to him unless God gives us a special experience to come out of this body and see him. And that's what people like Kenneth Hagin, you know, and some of the people, prophets, have had, where they come out of their body, they are taken to heaven, and they are made to see spiritual things and real things. It's a special gift. You know, like, like Balaam said, I, Balaam, whose eyes are open. You know, it's a special thing. And not all of us have it. Very few people really have it. 
It's a special gift. That's the prophet. But normally, oh, you never hear it. I tell you. And God has to show you different ways of how to know what he's saying. That's why, that's why people come and ask, so how can I know the voice of God? That's why I wrote a book called The Art of Hearing. Art means that like, how many have not yet got that book? Most of us. Do we have it in our mobile bookshop? The Art of Hearing. How to hear. It's one of the most important things. To hear the voice of God. So when you are not born again, I mean the voice, as for the cryptos, man, whether you are born again or you are not born again, it's called the conscience. Unbelievers have a conscience. Christians have conscience. But when you are an unbeliever, your conscience flows with your body and flows with your mind. And so the apostle Paul, you see, he had a conscience and he said, he said to the people when they were examining him in court, he said, all my life, I have kept a good conscience before God. Even when he was an unbeliever, he always had a good conscience. That whatever the hidden voice of his spirit says, he tries to do it. You get it? He's always done it. And Paul was a murderer. Saul was a murderer. And when he was standing there consenting and organizing the killings of Christians, his spirit was agreeing with it. And, he, and that's why he could say, I have always, always kept a good conscience because even as an unbeliever his spirit he allowed he followed what his spirit said and it was always bad when you were an unbeliever when you get saved your spirit changes and does not like certain things anymore and so paul could say always i've kept that good conscience but when he got saved we all knew he was a murderer paul used to hunt for people in towns cities let me show you Acts. Chapter 26. You know Acts chapter 8. Oh, let's look at Acts chapter 8 verse 1. Or even you go a bit backwards into chapter 7. Then they cried with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul was, verse, chapter 8, verse 1, was consenting unto his death are you listening to me Saul was consenting uh, in the Greek it means gladly consenting or being pleased with this murder he was very happy about it in Acts chapter 23 look at that verse 1 He said, and Paul, endlessly beholding the council, said, men, I have, and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Until today. I have always had a good conscience. That means that when that little voice within speaks, I have always followed it. 
You get it? And when he was committing murder, that little voice did not say, no, it's not good. That little voice said, it is good. Till he got saved. When he got saved, he turned around and he said, I'm a blasphemer. And I've been a sinner. And I'm the chiefest of sinners. Injurious to the church. Hallelujah. Are you listening? (laughs) Apostle Paul. He was great. Look at chapter 26. I want you to see his life. Then Agrippa said, verse 1, unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. Especially because I know thee to be an expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews. Which knew me from the beginning. If they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. The Pharisees were the strictest sect. (laughs) They were the most religious, most rigid, most observant of the laws. Are you there? Are you interested in what we are talking about? Okay. And now I stand and I'm, I'm judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. Unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come. For which hope sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison. He imprisoned a lot of Christians, and his conscience was always good. Having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. He was killing people, and his conscience was happy as a Pharisee. Verse 11, I punished them often in every synagogue and I compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. (laughs) I told you one day I'll preach about Pharisees. It is a Pharisee, a real Pharisee. I tell you, very religious and very righteous. I chased them because I felt they were wrong. If you feel somebody is wrong, just leave it to God. You are chasing this thing. is not going to change anything. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the high priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and then with journeyed with me. And when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me in the Hebrew tongue. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the priest. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Amen. It's an amazing story, is that not so? Listen to me. God is showing us here that there is a voice. The voice of the hidden man. When you are an unbeliever, it is totally in harmony 
And that is why they do the things they do. And we carry on and on and on and on into hell. But when you get born again, no other part of you changes other than the hidden man. Turn with me to born, uh, I say born again, to John chapter 3. <laughs> John chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That is the nature of the heart when you are not saved. But when you are saved, you have a new heart. And when you have a new heart, you have a new life. When you have a new life, you have a new way of doing things. Hallelujah. In John chapter 3, and there was a man of the Pharisees, another Pharisee, verse 1, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus at night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him Jesus answered and said verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Nicodemus said unto him how can a man be born when he is old can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born and Jesus answered Verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is another spirit. Marvel not, or do not be surprised, that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell with whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Hallelujah. Now listen. When you get born again, when you are saved, you experience the greatest experience a man can experience on this earth for him to be transformed in his heart god gives you a new spirit the hidden man is reborn recreated second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 when a man is in christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things have become new he's not talking about the physical because if it means that all things have become new, when you are a black man, after you are born again, you are still a black man. If you are fat, you are still fat. If you've permed your hair, the day after you are born again, your hair is still permed. If you are tall before you are born again, you are tall after you are born again. If you are skinny before you are born again, you are skinny after you are born again. If you are not married before you are born again, you are not married after you are born again. If you are sick and you are born again, usually you are sick after you are born again. So the outward man is not born again. But the spirit of the man is reborn, rebirth. The Bible calls it regeneration, rebirth, salvation, born again. Different terms are used to explain this experience. This is the experience which differentiates Christianity from every other religion. This particular thing. 
Because in this particular thing, we find the foundation of Christianity. That a man can be changed from his heart. No other religion claims to change the man. Islam does not change anybody. Buddhism does not change anybody. Paganism does not change anybody. But Christianity claims to make a change in the heart of the person. That when a man is in Christ, he is new. A new, not an old renovated person or an old one with new rules. But he himself is a new creation. The new creation is born. Since God created heaven and earth, he has not made any other creation except the new creation, the new spirit. And that's why he said, I will take out your old heart in the Old Testament. He prophesied, I will remove the old heart, the heart of stone, and I will put in a new heart and a new spirit. And I'll give you a new heart and give you a change inside. And that's what God is doing. He changes the hearts of people and he controls the people through their hearts. And not through a book of rules. Jesus knew. That it's not what is outside. That can change a man. And it's not what you drink. That makes you good or bad. It's not what you eat. That makes you good or bad. But it is what is in your heart. That makes you who you are. You are doing what is in your heart. You will do in the future what is in your heart. You will become what is in your heart. What your heart is, is what is the most important thing. And that is why God looks at the heart. And he changes the heart and he leaves the body. And we now have to struggle with the body. To control the body. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So how many realize that even though you are born again, you still struggle? Uh, To control this animal. The beast. There is a beast in every man. I said there is a beast in every man. You better keep that beast on a chain. Don't think that it's only men who have the beast. Women also have the beast. And if you don't keep your beast on a chain, the beast is going to break out and going to bite the visitors. So when you are born again, you are changed in your heart. When you are saved, there's a change in there. And that's all that we are preaching about. All of our preaching and our salvation is not to bring about new rules. Don't do this. Don't do this. From today, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. If you think smoking will make you go to, I can bring five, five, five cigarettes right now and smoke it in front of you. So you see that. And I'll continue preaching with anointing. Cigarette, you see what you take. Because we are all breathing in bad things now. It's not cigarette that makes you breathe. We are always breathing bad things. You see, anytime you smell, haven't you passed by a certain toilet or certain, you smell certain bad things? It's all, when you smell, it means that thing is dissolving in your nostrils. <laughs> That's how you smell it. So it's not only cigarette that makes you smell bad things. That is not what can make you go to hell. It's your heart that is not saved. Unregenerate spirit. So God regenerates your hearts, makes you a new person, a new person, born again, born again. I said born again, again born, born again. And Nicodemus said, how can we go back into our mother's womb 
and you say, you see now, natural man, you are thinking about physical things. You get it? You are thinking about physical things. It's a spiritual thing. It's the hidden man who is being rebirthed. Look with, turn with me to Luke 16. There was a certain rich man in verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Huh? Are you there? To be clothed in purple, purple is the sign and color of riches. Anybody who wears purple is a rich person. All those wearing purple, lift up your hand. You are all rich. Amen. Receive it. Those who believe, receive it. Those who don't believe, it's passed you by. And he fed sumptuously every day. Some of us are faring sumptuously every day. But our spirit is not faring sumptuously every day. When they say you fare sumptuously, fare means that you live well and eat a lot. Sumptuously. He fared sumptuously. When we went for the break, some people went to eat sumptuously. They fared sumptuously today. How many of you fared sumptuously today? You think you did? You did your best to fare sumptuously. One day, how you fared on this earth will have no bearing at all. At all. The Bible says the rich man was clothed in purple and fine linen. And he fared sumptuously every day. Now, just let me make a quick correction. Some people think that the rich man went to hell because he was rich. And the poor man went to heaven because he was heaven. But that is not the, because at the end of the story, the rich man asked them to send Lazarus to go to his father's house to preach. And Moses, uh, Abraham said, let them hear the prophets. The Moses and the prophets, they have the Moses. If they hear them, they will not come to this place. So it is the hearing of the gospel. In the hearing of the word of God, that saves you from going. Not because you are, but even AMA does not accept beggars. So AMA, if AMA knows that begging is not good, how much more God? He is not endorsing begging. That if you are a beggar, you will go to heaven. Amen. Are you listening to me? So he fed sumptuously every day, and there was a certain beggar. Named Lazarus. Now, this is the one of the only parables, if it is a parable at all, where Jesus mentioned a name. In fact, in some other Bible, they, they mention the name of the rich man as Dives, Mr. Dives. And then the, the poor man was Lazarus. So he was trying to let them know somebody, you know, this person who died, this is what happened to him. I tell you, this one is a video. I said, This is a video. Fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs 
came and licked his sores. Dear friends, Jesus is trying to explain and show in classic detail that it's not how you live here that will determine. I'm also tired. It's not how you live here that will determine. Yeah. That will determine how things will be. You may be poor here. You may live in a nasty house here. You may be full of sores. You may be smelly. He was laid at the gate. That means that even his relatives, people just said, put the man at the rich man's gate. Just like how people stand at the traffic lights. They are brought to the traffic lights. Come and stand here. It's a vantage point. The rich man will be coming out of his house every day. And if you can throw him the rubbish and give him some coins, you know, he will be very happy with them. So I just want you people to learn that it's not where you live that matters. Because if we believe what I, if you believe what I'm saying, after this camp meeting and in the years ahead, many of you will volunteer and say, you know, what matters is there. We are pilgrims and strangers in this land. What matters is there. Look at even this poor man. Look at where he was. Look at this rich man. Look at where he went, ended up. What matters is there. And that is really what matters. That's what I'm going to work on. And you will not be fighting. Sometimes you see people who become full-time ministers and then they start quarreling over money, houses, cars, this, that, power, whatever. And you wonder, why did you become a full-time pastor? Is it because of money? Do you want money? If you want money, why don't you go and get money from wherever you came from? Why do you come to the church to come and quarrel with us about money? Making a big fuss over so much over money. This and that and this and that. And you are getting this and I'm getting this. And why should you get this? And when I came, this happened. And why do you do this? And how do you get this? And so what about you? So what is your this? And what about this person? So when you compare me with this person, what that, look, that is done. You do that at Standard Chartered Bank and Barclays Bank and other places. Not in the church. If you want to work for God, don't bring those things here at all. We are allergic to that thing. If you bring it, we react to it. Because that is not why we are here. We are here to do the work of God for a reason. And all of us, as you see us here, we have paid a price. I've paid a price to be where I am. If you don't want to pay the price, you cannot be there. And if the price is being paid, don't look at somebody. You see, if you want to look at me, look at me 20 years ago. You get what I'm saying? That's where many of you are, where I was 20 years ago. Don't compare yourself to where I am today. You are now starting the ministry with 20 people and 10 people. Do you know when I had 20 people and 10 people how many years ago? In Achimota school. Don't compare yourself with what you should not compare yourself with. I always enjoy watching Benny Hinn. But I don't watch Benny Hinn of today. I watch Benny Hinn 20, of 20 years ago. Those are the ones that I enjoy. Because I can relate more with that. When he used to go to churches and preach. And when he was not known by anybody. Those are the ones that I enjoy. Because that is, that is, I can relate more with that. Not on this high level where he is now. Some of you look at us or you look at me and you are comparing yourself with something you should not compare yourself with. Come and you want to uh, Hey, when we came in, they said that this and now they have changed it. Now they said that this and that. Always expect a change. Because God is always moving us forward. Amen. Always expect improvements. Changes. God is a God of change. 
He said, go without food, without money, without dress, without whatever. Did you lack? You didn't lack. Okay, now take two purses and two coats and two shoes. The same God. So, let us, why don't we decide to love the poor? Who went to heaven, the rich man or the poor man? Who went to hell, the rich man or the poor man? That which is highly esteemed amongst men is an abomination to God. One day you will see it practically. Many of the stars and the famous people, you will be surprised at where they are going to be. The Bible says he was laid at his gate full of sores. Just as people are put at the traffic light. Lord, if you can just touch me. Are we going to fail God when it's our turn? Today, white people don't believe in God. There was a time that black people didn't believe in Christ. And white people came and died here and brought the church. Now it's our turn to go into the whole world sacrificially. To die at it. To become poor. There are many of us who God wants to become poor. For Christ's sake. That prosperity gospel is half of the gospel. Paul said, I know how to abase. I also know how to abound. The two I know. There is never in the gospel and in Christ I've come to see. Never is one thing true. Usually several things are true. But we are Pharisees and we want one thing to be true. Only this is true. The only things that prosper. If you read the Bible and you can have poverty message. Poverty. Hey, the message of Christ. What did he have? Nothing. What did Paul have? Nothing. Why did Paul work? To support himself. What did he have? In prison. Where was he? Nothing. Why do we want to change the gospel and say that this place is not there and this place is not there? All of them are there. There is a time when God may say, be rich. Be prosperous. There is another time when God said, for you now, it's poverty. It's what I have designed for you now. Why do you fight with God? Why do we want to be Pharisees and take a certain line and say, this is it. It's the same thing with full-time pastors and lay pastors. Full-time ministries, there are people who are in lay ministry who are higher than those in full-time. In the eyes of God. The fact that you are full-time does not mean that you are in the ultimate don't be deceived at all. Some of us, when we were lay pastors, we were doing more for God than we decided to pay you in the church. But we want it to be that full time is right, lay is wrong. It's not true. Lay is correct, full time is also correct, depending on the time. They are both true. They are both correct. God works with both. But you want to make it one. Why? Why do you want to be a Pharisee and bring some new rules? God has not made a rule, you are making the rule. In your mind. Women should preach. Women shouldn't preach. There are many verses that teach that women shouldn't stand here at all. Ever. Never should a woman come and pray. I can show you where Paul said, if anybody thinks that he is spiritual or he is a prophet, you should know that what I'm saying is from the Lord. There is no stronger command than that. That a woman should not come and exercise authority in the church at all. You should be in silence. And the women should be upstairs. Men should be nearer. And it's true. And on the other hand, there's also a place where I say the older women should teach the younger women. There's also a place where I say, I'll pour out my spirit on all friends. Your, your daughter, your handmaidens, they will prophesy. That one, what do you say? So both are true. There is a time and a place where a woman shouldn't have anything to do with the governing of a church. 
and shouldn't climb this sacred desk at all. And there's another place and a time when a woman, it's right for a woman to be anointed with the spirit and to flow and to prophesy and to minister and to teach younger women and even to teach because the Bible says submit yourself one to another. That one has opened the door for everybody to preach. All are true. I say all are true. What do you think? Pharisees want only one thing to be true. You want your rule so that you can correct us. And as you correct us, you find out that you are wrong. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? One day, it won't matter who you are, what your name is, whether you have money, whether you don't have money. Just as now, it doesn't matter. In fact, it may matter in a negative way. The things we used to do in secondary school. My boyfriend is coming for me. Which of them? Oh, the last one has gone. New one has come. Don't you have a boyfriend? Don't you have a boyfriend? Everybody has a boyfriend. My boyfriend comes from France, but your boyfriend comes from Adisadel College. And, and, my, and her boyfriend comes from uh, this, um, St. Augustine's. And our boyfriends are taking us out to where? Where do you take our people in Cape Coast? Friends. 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 Solace. Lavelle knows all these things. It doesn't matter now. Whether you have a girlfriend, you don't have a girlfriend. Maybe it mattered. <laughs> there was a time that if you have, you are a macho man. Isn't it? Taekwondo, black belt. They will cheat you in the house with their black belt and their red belt. Is that they can beat everybody? They can do this. They can do that. Yeah. But a time comes when you may have all this judo, but you don't have spams. <laughs> oh, but I can't really understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You may do all that, but you don't have a job. I met one of these kind of people somewhere. As I look at him, like a Poverty stricken chicken that's moving around. But in those days, Form 2, <laughs> a Form 2 boy, he was the man. Moving around, black belt, red belt, blue belt. The last time I heard of him, he was at the mental hospital. He doesn't have any bearing on life today. 
That's why Jesus was explaining. And he, he lowered the master. He was full, look at it. He was full of sores. Laid at the gate of the rich man. Laid at the gate. Full of sores. Desiring to be fed from the crowns which fell from the rich man's table. Desiring. Not that he was giving. He was desiring. Whenever the crumbs fall, please bring it. We are outside the gates. And he went to heaven. And there was a rich man which fed sumptuously every day. Who went to heaven? Who went to hell? There are professors in this great institution who will be burning in hell one day. There will be fire all around the body like that. They'll be screaming. And there'll be beggars who nobody respected. Bread sellers who go to Church of Pentecost. And people who carry on their on their head and they come and say, Brother Chai, how do they say it? Do they say it? What do they say here? Fresh tea bread Fresh tea bread nibian bone. Fresh tea bread. Nibian bone. Kalebu, Brodo Chebae. Emoe, I get it and catch you. to church. Many of them go to church of Pentecost. They don't speak English. They speak Chin. They speak Gam. They, they, are, they are not regarded in society. They are granite sellers. You hear them coming by. Shine. They are going to heaven, many of them. You don't respect them by one day. The cryptos man within will come out and he'll go to another place. When this whole body, and you see, whether you are rich or you are poor, you will die. Princess Diana was in a, uh, what do you call it? Armor-plated Mercedes-Benz. How many of you, your cars are, um, just like last week, somebody was in a Tico. That car. That car. And she was in the car, and then the car went. No brakes fell, and she went and crashed. And it hit her head. But Princess Diana was not in a tico. You see, tico is very small. Pray that you will not be inside one in case of something. Because it's a very small car. Are you there? Our princess Diana was in an S-class armor-plated, specially prepared car with airbags on the front, on the sides, everywhere. Everywhere, all around. And you know where she was? She was driving on the Accra Kumasi Road. No, 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 no. She was driving on the Kumasi Sunyani Road. No. She was driving on the Accra Cape Coast where she had an accident. Head-on collision. No. She met a Benz bus and had an accident. No. She was driving in Paris. 
And you know, one day I went to Paris and I told the driver, where did I ask that? I was taking a, a taxi from one place to another. I asked the driver, can you, when we are going, you know, can you pass through the place where Princess Diana had the accident? I want to see that place. And I said, okay, no problem. I'll drive, I'll pass there. So take me, I said, I'll, I'll pay. I want to see the place. So I sat in the car. Ooh. And you see, the road is like this asphalt road. Then when it gets to a place, the, the road changes into cobblestone. You know, when I say cobblestone, it's like, it's like, like, pave, like paver blocks, a kind of old type of paver blocks. So it's like, that's not a place where you drive fast. It's just like, you know, tourists come around and you just move romance and you know you have your restaurants and you're just driving to do so when we got to the place then the car the sun in the car just go 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 you see it's like an old city a place of romance and love love brewed in a paris port <laughs> in a french port So I said, where, where is the place? He said, oh, we are just coming. That's the place. And so where, where is it? It's just there. And I was expecting a tunnel. Because there are many tunnels I've been in. In Ghana, we haven't made one yet. But there are tunnels. Is there a tunnel? Where? I saw <laughs> Simon Underbridge. All right. All right. <laughs> Forgive. May the creativity that has been deleted, may it return. I was expecting a tunnel. I was expecting a tunnel, but it wasn't a tunnel. It was an underpass. There were about four columns. One, two, three, four. So when you are going this way, you see the cars that are coming this way. Just an underpass. And the columns holding the slab. So it just, it's like the road is going and it goes down and comes up. That's where she had the accident. What kind of accident? In a place where you just call it. She died there. Rich man, poor man. Even if you try, you still go. You can hold onto a tree. I won't go. But you have to go. You can shout, I don't want to die, but you, you have to die. You can say, I don't want to leave USD, but you leave. You will. Bible says that it came to pass that the poor man died. He died first. Anytime you are trying to remember the story, remember that poor people die before rich people die. So the poor man died before the rich man died. If you are trying to remember the order, you just remember. Africa, don't we die before Japan and Switzerland and all these places? Far quicker. One day, people that you don't respect. So, me, when I see a baby dying or dead, not that I'm, I'm not saying baby should die, but although it's very sad, you, you, you also see somebody who didn't have the chance to come and suffer here, number one, and then become subway and go to hell. Some of you have been pregnant, you have miscarried, crying, 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 crying. Those who are children that would have, maybe they would have gone to hell. God have a natural way of saying, look, 
this child shouldn't come at all. He's a bad boy who is coming to go to hell. Dr. Joe, what I'm saying, is it not true? Yeah. It's a very bad boy. A prostitute is in your womb. She shouldn't come at all. And it came to pass that the beggar died. And he was carried. Who was carried? Who? The beggar. He was carried. But I thought he died. Where was he? He died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. The beggar died. And he was carried by angels. One day, I went to Kokrobite. Is it Kokrobite? Mile 7? Mile 11. It, was, it used to be a cemetery. People have built their houses in the cemetery now. <laughs> and we were going to bury a young man who had died in the church. And as we were going, we had to go forward and turn left. As we were just about to turn left, I saw a pickup, like the pickup outside here. And then I saw two men standing inside the pickup and they would lift something up and throw it down. And they would lift something up again and throw it down. So as people were filing by, I was wondering, because I knew it was a cemetery, that what is going on here? Is it, are they burying somebody or something? So when everybody went there, I would just walk alone to the car to see. And you know who I saw there? Lazarus. Lazarus was in the pickup. So I said, who are these? So these are nobodies. The nobodies of society. When they die after a certain number of months, they keep them in the mortuary. No one knows who they are, how they died. Nobody has come to ask. There are some people, when you die, nobody will come and ask of you at all. Because they are, if they come and make the mistake of asking a few, uh, uh, the bills for the mortuary and so many things, they will not come and ask. So, I saw them throwing people in. And immediately I remembered Lazarus. He died. No human being carried him. It was angels. And here they are describing the hidden man. The real man was carried. You see, that is the time when the encryptation goes away. And the real person is now liberated to come out and be who you are. By then, I hope that your outward natural man would not have led you into hell. And the Bible says, and also... It came to pass that the rich man died and was buried. As for him, he was buried. It's mentioned because we want to mention his funeral. I'm sending a pastor to Jamaica soon. Whenever I think of Jamaica, I always remember Bob Marley. And he died at the age of 36. And I always remember his funeral. They said that the line, the queue to see was how many miles long. To come and pass, file by. 36 year old man. Died. The longest one. The longest ever queue. To see a dead person. Bob Marley. Rich man died. And was buried. I've attended funerals where they made invitation cards. 
I used to think it was only for weddings that they do invitation cards, but this one, funeral, they do. I've in, attended weddings, uh, funerals where they make roads, they tar the roads. I've attended funerals where they change the clothes of the dead person. It's like a fashion beauty uh, contest. It changes. After some hours, he changes to another clothes, another one, another one, different suits, lodge, cloth, this, that, whatever, chief dress. He died and was buried and in hell. Read it. He lifted up his eyes. Eyes? Eyes? He lifted up his what? Eyes. I thought his eyes were buried. But you see, what I want you to see is that the hidden man has eyes. The hidden man can see. And the hidden man is seen. Now, as I'm talking, the hidden man is seen. That's why when I see you in heaven, you recognize me and I recognize you. Because the same eyes are seen. Encased within this natural body. And it is that man that is born again. The outward man is never saved. He just goes into the, the ground. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. And seeth, being what? In torments. That means that a time can come when your spirit man, the hidden man, will be tormented. You would have thought that your body is dead, so the spirit cannot feel. The spirit can feel. You see, that's why when your spirit is, you see, your spirit, eh, you see, it's very difficult to know the connection, but there is a connection. Because when the spirit goes out of the body, your body dies. That's what the Bible says. And that's as faith without works is, is dead. The body without the spirit is also dead. That means that when the spirit goes out, it makes the heart and the mind and everything stop working. That explains why when your spirit is down, the Bible says a merry heart is, makes good like good medicine. But a broken spirit is it's, it, it dries the bones. It makes you sick. That's why sometimes when people are broken inside, they don't get well outside. Because there is a connection between the spirit, hidden man, and then the body. That's why when it goes out, the body stops altogether. And when he's also down, the body is also down. Haven't you realized that sometimes you have, you know, you are down inside. You don't even know why you are down. And you see that even, you are even not like, a, like somebody who is not well. Because the, the broken spirit dries the bones. Your bones are affected. Doctors and medical people will do well to take note of this reality. That the broken spirit of the patient, you know, helps to dry up their bones and finish them off quickly. And the thing that wouldn't have finished them off is now finishing them off. Even Catherine Kuma, when she was dying, it was at the end that the doctor said that she, she, she wants to die. That's why she died. She wants to, she wants to go. Sometimes people will not die until they want to die. Until he stops fighting. There is a connection. He says being in torments. The spirit is tormented sometimes on earth. There are times I've been tormented in my heart. I've been in anguish in my spirit. Like a bleeding soul. I've experienced anguish in my heart. And in my soul. And so someone said, how do you know it's your heart and how is it in your soul? Maybe with experience. As you become conscious of the inner man most of us are not conscious of it just like you're, you're not conscious of your liver are you conscious of your liver where is where is it where is your liver you don't know uh-huh. uh, it's there but people who are educated like doctors they are conscious of the liver if i press your hair i immediately know whether how your liver is whether it's there or it's not there if you are living or dead 
So sometimes as you become more spiritual and you grow, you become conscious of the spirit. So where is the spirit? The spirit is in the belly. Out of your belly shall flow. My spirit is here. Out of your belly shall flow. The inner part of the man. Rivers of living water. Being in torments. That's why God gives us joy. One of the fruits of a born again cryptos man is joy. Joy is a very important thing. Happiness is a, it was the father who organized merriness, dancing and music. I tell you, sadness is one of the killers. Sadness, depression, moodiness, quietness, it's not a good thing. Happiness is very important. It's from God. Joy. Joy. He said, the kingdom will have joy in the Holy Ghost. You keep crying. You see how, how soon you will die. Keep killing yourself with sadness and moodiness. Because you are not seeing things the way God sees them. Even your troubles, you should now know that every bad thing has a time limit. It's not forever. Nothing is forever. I say nothing is forever. I said nothing is forever. Even the sufferings of Christ had an end. Your broken heart has an end. Your disappointment has an end. Everything has its closing date. Being in torments. The spirit also is in torments. Sometimes. And sometimes it's full of joy. And your, your spirit must be full of joy. Bubbling. That's what happens when we go to church. Sometimes you go to church, you are just down. But after church, they didn't even preach about your problem. Your problem was a problem to do with money or something. Right? They didn't even preach about money. They preach about even sacrificing and dying for God. You are still happy. You don't know why you are happy. Because it's what we call the joy of the Holy. The peace that passes understanding is not in the mind. It's not beyond the mind. It's surpassed the mind. It's gone beyond the mind into the heart. And suddenly you realize that you are happy and you see it will take it will do people a world of good to recognize the power and the reality of that part of a man the spirit of the man the hidden man the inner man the real man the man who lives forever he is there he also needs to be to be fed he also needs to be looked after he is the main man he is the one who will live you can cut off the arms and do everything but he's still there he is the man who needs who will continue living being in torments. And then the next one says, And seeth Abraham. He can see. So right now, my spirit is looking at you. From within. I hope, I hope the video, Pastor Prince, does it have the blind woman on it? You know, I don't know if it's the actual video that I got. I've not had the time to look at it. But there's a, there's a, you see, the film that I'm going to show you is of some, somebody who died. People who died under medical conditions. They were monitoring them and they died. Maybe they had to do surgery or they had to do something. And they clinically brought them to death. Lowered their body temperature. Is that the one? They lowered the body temperature. There's a woman in the thing like that. They lowered her body temperature till she was, her temperature was like 10 degrees. Your body temperature is about 38 so you, the body temperature was brought to like 10 degrees. You get it? And their brain stopped working. Their heart stopped, blood stopped, everything stopped. And they kept her at that 
temperature so that they could pick something from the brain for a period of time and the person died because actually that's how we diagnose death no heart no breathing no pupils the brain goes everything and everything happened and then you see what happened to her when she came back to tell you what happened to her that's what i'm going to show you he said that he seeth but there's one i don't know if it is on this one there was a lady she's blind from her birth but she got married and when she came out of her body when she died in the operating room or the emergency room she came out of her body and she saw people but the picture had not seen anybody she described her ring she described the things that she had never seen before because she was seen <laughs> the cryptos man was seen but the outward man was not seen because it was they had never seen before so she described she saw her and said is that my ring she said is that my i've never seen it before and the people she described all of them a blind person from birth is that the reality of the man inside who is going to wake up and continue in heaven in a good place or in a bad place and all the things we are doing here that's all that's going to matter one day what you do for that inner man that hidden man you know when you win souls and you do god's work and you get close to him and the hidden man grows and develops i'm going to teach you how to develop the cryptos man how to develop the cryptos man how to develop the spirit Are you listening to me? He seeth Abraham, a pharaoh. And who? Lazarus. <laughs> the opposite. Things have changed. Things have changed. My brother, where are you from? A Simon. Do you have a job? No job. You are a student. Oh. They are professors one day. They may be burning in flames. This boy from my shy man underpass bridge may be somewhere as a king in heaven. Nobody come, my brother, come. Where did you get your Bible from? A friend gave it to you. you can you afford a Bible? You have a Bible? I mean, this is your Bible. But we are selling dicks. How much is dicks? 360,000. Who paid your bus fare to come here? Yeah, I pay some and the church also pays some. Yes, you couldn't pay all, isn't it? Yeah. You see, if you see this man, you see President Kufo. When you see President Kufo, you will see. What, what's your name? God's will. God's will. God's will. I said, look, Bea. Ah. God's will. God's will. God's will. Look at his Bible. It's a gift. He, this boy cannot afford Thompson Chain Bible on F or Dick's Bible. He could not even afford to pay his bus to come here. Somebody paid for him. You get it? You get it? But you'll be surprised in heaven. 
when you see this guy in glory, God's will. We see God's will. Charlie, we remember you, Pa. <laughs> God's will. God's will is coming. I tell you, it's so so different that you can't believe it. Rich man faring sumptuously every day, clothed in purple. They describe his clothes as he walked. fed sumptuously and you see him eating rice chicken meat what what else will you eat fish pork huh? salad caviar what stackist with paposhito kobe oh the rich man was very happy and the poor man was just hoping for some crumbs lord i don't hope for much just some crumbs just a few drops can i have the bones lord can i have the soppy please can i have the under of the rice how many enjoy the under of the rice God's will. God's will. God's will. You'll be there, I tell you. You'll be happy, I tell you. Oh. And, and when you come, you know, say, where are you from? You say, I'm, I'm from Colorado. So I'm from Colorado Springs. I'm from North Carolina, South Carolina. I'm from Martin Luther Boulevard, number 4243. You know? No, so I'm from Ashai Man. Where? How do we find your house? Official town. Official town. At where? How do we find your house? Near them. Assemblies of God. Church. Opposite. Opposite. And what do they sell? I mean, how do we locate the actual house? God a bar. God a bar. What bar? God a bar. God day. God day bar. Uh-huh. So when you get to God Day Bar, then where do you go? Uh, if you ask my name, my name. If you ask for your name, yes. how do they call you in the area? Godswee. Do they have any other name in the area where they know you? Dada Rich. Dada Rich. is on his way. <laughs> Dada Rich is on his way to the streets of gold. From a shaman near God Day Bar, all the way to the streets of gold in heaven. When you get there, you say, my name is Dada Rich. God's will, Dada Rich. God's will, Dada Rich is on his way.
and, and you will be coming and say, my name is Shawanda Jefferson, Wilson, Thompson, Anderson, Roxon, Belson, Fifson, Lipson, Simpson, Addison. So my name is Dada Rich. <laughs> A shy man. Go under the bridge. Go to God the bar and ask for Dada Rich. Ask for Dada Rich in the area. Official town. So my name is Shawanda Smithson Jefferson Bilson Wilson. Ferguson, <laughs> Jackson, Roxon, Fixon, Dobson, Dixon, Peterson, Robertson, Robertson, Samson, Boyson. Johnson. Yamson, Yangson, Blankson. <laughs> You'll be mentioning your names. Sir. Yeah. All right, I just came from Martin Luther Boulevard. My name is Shawanda Jefferson. Can you check from your computer whether I'm there? The, the angel too is from Singapore. <laughs> the angel says. And we are not sure where you are from now. <laughs> Please wait and we will check her. And then Shawanda will be waiting, sir. Uh, so we are sorry there's no uh, this is a place here for you. And Dada Rich will come and say, Please, I'm Dada Rich from Ashaiman. God's will. God's will. You see, even the name God's will, it shows you the person is God fearing. Or even the family is God fearing. Near God, and his house is near God Day Bar. <laughs> I tell you, and that's why we might. You see, sometimes when I, this is when I pass and I see a beggar coming to the door, I say, Look, this means maybe it's Jesus who. Open the window and give him something. It may be Jesus, I tell you. Can easily be Jesus who has come to the door. So I was hungry. I was hungry and I came to knock on your glass. And you look at me like this. Go away. In your air conditions, go away. I was hungry. I was hungry when I came to ask. I was a refugee. I was a stranger. I was a stranger in Ghana. See, born again Christians. Get out! Go and find a job. You are strong. <laughs> Go and find a job. One time I was with Pastor Prince. I said, roll down the window and give the man something. It may be Jesus who is knocking at your door. 
quickly. And the poor man, he was there. He said, Abraham for Lazarus. Lazarus, unexpected guy. That's why we must, we must run like an army. All of us, we must run into the poverty stricken. We must run with our hearts. We must not run away. We must not run away. We must run towards where the souls are, where God will, will, will move. And not run away from them. We must run to them. We must stop running away from the people God has chosen. We must stop running away from the people God has favored. Blessed are the poor. Blessed. We must not run away from them. We must run to them. Knowing that God has chosen them. I'm telling you something. Sometimes when we see people giving their life to Christ, we look at them and we say, these are not proper souls. May, may God clean your mouth with the blood of Jesus. May your mouth be cleansed with the blood of Jesus. These are not proper souls. What is a proper soul? These are not any main members or real proper members of the church. What are they? Unemployed small boys. You are insulting God. The people he has chosen. The man who is eating the crumbs is being prepared. His place is being prepared in heaven. And the guy who is wearing his clothes and very sumptuously, they are preparing his place in hell. We must run to the fields. We must run to the fields. Not running away from them. Why are we running away from the people God, God has chosen? Why don't we get to the place where we say, Lord, I like what you like. And I choose what you choose. If you like these people, then I like them. If you want these people, then I want them. If you have chosen these people, then I have chosen them. We must be collected. We must be corrected and be brought aright to the right way, to God's choice, to God's way. He came from heaven to this earth amongst a depraved group of people like that. Even those of us we are born and we know we are sick. We know we are animals. We know we are beasts. We know it. How many know it? You know it. Oh, please. On a daily basis, you will never sleep before knowing that you are a beast. And yet he came and came for us. To us and for us. So he seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried. You see, this is the thing. You see that he had a voice. And that voice is still there. Those eyes are there now. That voice is what you hear as the conscience. The conscience is there, but its the sound is very low now because it's encrypted, it's buried under in a coffin. The coffin of this prison, of this body. So when the spirit cries, hey, yes, no, yes, no, it's like a very small, little, faint, almost insignificant voice. And that's why the Bible says, if, if your heart condemn you not, then you have confidence with God. Because your heart sometimes, he's speaking and the only way you feel it is condemnation from within. Condemnation from inside. And that alone is checking you all the time. 
So the cryptos man is crying. And he seeth Abraham and cried. He cried, Father Abraham. And this time, because he was out of the crypto, his voice was so loud, it was able to cross a great gulf from hell and he be heard in heaven. Afar off. And he shouted, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. For I am tormented in this flame. I'm dying here. He screamed. And he saw. He recognized. Look, what we are seeing here. You see, your hidden man. He looks. Right, come, sir. I, mean, I don't know about the pot belly, but the, the hidden man will be looked just like. Look, look at the people. This. He will, you will recognize Pastor Brian exactly when you see him in the spirit of Pastor Brian. The hidden man. It's exactly like this. Because you see, there, it's like a mummy. You need an exact shape, spirit, vessel to encrypt the cryptos man. So that's how you recognize him. You recognize, Pastor Pinana, come. You recognize him. When you see him, or you say, come, this way. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.